Hey there, folks. Brian Bledsoe here once again, host of the Desert Farmer Podcast. And here it is uh, Friday evening, um, December 22nd, and uh, wanted to get in here and talk to you a little bit about the storm that is making its way uh, out of the desert southwest, will cruise through the Rockies and eventually eject into the plains over the next, say, 72 hours or so. And uh, it's a tough one to pin down. There's no way around that. The storm looks very intense over southern parts of California and southwest Arizona tonight. That's the southern piece of energy. The northern piece of energy is over the Pacific Northwest. And when these things come through in pieces like this, it rarely bodes well for coming together and producing a truly big storm that covers a widespread area. When it comes through in pieces, you get this southern one. If it ejects early, it comes out ahead and it's warm out ahead, it's windy out ahead, and whatever happens out ahead of it is mainly going to be in the form of rain. That'll move through eastern New Mexico, western portions of Texas, into Oklahoma and Kansas uh, as we head during the daytime hours on Saturday and Saturday night. The secondary piece of energy comes down from the north, and it does supply a little bit of cold air on Saturday night and into Sunday. But with the main energy of this pushing too far to the east, it's a very, very narrow window of opportunity to pick up significant snow really anywhere across the western high plains. Now, that being said, I do think that there's an opportunity for some areas of northeast Colorado, east central Colorado, northwest Kansas, and southwest Nebraska to pick up uh, some accumulating wind-driven snow very late Saturday night and through the first half of the day on Sunday. Exactly how much will fall out of that? That's really in, uh, a very big question right now. We've seen as little as nothing, seen as much as maybe up to a foot. I would say somewhere on the order of about two to six inches is at least on the table uh, for places like Akron and Ray and Yuma, extending down to near Burlington, eastward over toward Goodland and St. Francis, and then northward uh, in the southwest Nebraska up toward Imperial McCook. That little area right there is at least on the table to see that. Now, if that were to come to fruition, the wind gusts that are associated or will be associated with this storm are not going to be anything to mess around with. There will be wind gusts in excess of 40 miles per hour with that snow, which would obviously create some mini blizzard-like conditions in that specific area that I mentioned. Now, is this going to be a widespread deal? Likely not. I think, as I said, it's a real narrow window of opportunity for these ingredients to come together before the energy gets too far to the east and it takes it completely off the table. But I will say this, if you have travel plan up on I-76 or down 385 or on I-70 east of Lyman uh, in the northwest portions of Kansas, uh, I would definitely pay attention to that Saturday night and into the first half of Sunday where we'll probably have some problems. And then even during the back half of Sunday, if we do get that snow, the wind is still going to crank. So there would be some blowing and drifting that takes care of it. If you have uh, livestock that you need to take care of and live in that particular area, I would make sure that you at least uh, have things taken care of if this does indeed happen so you're not caught off guard because uh, if it gets with it, it will get with it for a time. There's no doubt about that. So I would just be prepared. Um, and again, it's one of those things where you just wish you had more confidence in this. But over the past couple of days, we have seen these computer models jump all over the place. And that's usually what they do with something like this, simply because the computer models do not handle storms like this very well at all. What it inevitably turns into is what is a nowcast, not a forecast, but a nowcast, because you have to see where that 
main center of low pressure develops once it gets east of the mountains. And I've seen some computer models that develop it uh, between Trinidad and Springfield and really crank it up. I've seen most of the models have it much weaker and develop it a little bit farther to the north, say up around Lyman, and then it jogs its way northeastward uh, up to around North Platte. So I think that northern solution is probably uh, the solution that is most likely out of this, but that would still put areas of northeast Colorado, southwest Nebraska, and northwest Kansas at risk for at least some wind-driven snow before this all settles out. Um, Temperature-wise, we're going to cool down quite a bit. Sunday definitely is going to be the coldest day uh, of the lot with high temperatures, you know, only in the 30s along with that wind. It is definitely going to feel different. But after that, there, there are some things that we have to pay attention to as well because as this storm really blossoms in the midsection of the country and delivers a lot of moisture to eastern Nebraska, eastern Kansas, on up the Missouri Valley, and probably a pretty significant snowstorm, uh, to southeast South Dakota and far northeast Nebraska out of this, uh, it may actually back up a little bit. And by back up, meaning it's too big to get, uh, and too organized and there's no kicker to push it farther to the east. So it may actually back up a little bit and uh, bring some additional snow showers back into southwest Nebraska or northwest Kansas later Monday night and into Tuesday along with some of that wind. So that's something that we'll have to at least pay attention to. But I really think the better opportunity to see the lion's share of what are, uh, whatever moisture the western high plains are going to see uh, is on the table with the front end of this from Saturday night through the daytime hours on Sunday and then it's out of here. Now if you live farther south, this doesn't look like it's going to be a, a major snow event at all. Southeast Colorado probably gets shorted in the snow department. Southwest Kansas down in the panhandles where they'll likely see mostly just rain on the front end of this before it finally starts to get out of here on Sunday. But if nothing else, there's at least some moisture on the table uh, you know, for a widespread area. Not everybody's going to get a lot out of this because of the poor organization like I talked about, but there's at least some opportunity there uh, for some of us to get a little bit of moisture. But this storm will have something that the last storm that came through and produced largely rain and wet snow that didn't. It will have a lot of wind. So gusts over 40 miles per hour certainly look to be doable with this uh, before it actually gets far enough east and that wind uh, starts to relax. Most of next week actually looks okay. Christmas Day looks fine, sunny, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit windy and chilly, but okay. And then uh, it depends on how far west that storm kind of comes back that kind of determines the rest of the week, especially beyond Tuesday. But most of the forecast doesn't include a lot of really significant weather uh, for the majority of next week, which is obviously a good thing. Looking a little further down the road, uh, there is some opportunities in January, probably the late in the first week of January for some cold and some active weather to come back to the picture. But uh, with the way things are structured right now, everything coming in off the Pacific Ocean, these storms really can't uh, tap any significant cold air. And there's not a whole lot of cold air to be tapped anyway. So um, a lot of the, the precipitation that's coming in um, doesn't have that cold air to tap. So to get widespread snow over a widespread area, uh, is a little bit of a tough trick right now. I think, as I said, once we get into January, that situation could change a little bit with high pressure organizing up over Alaska and then sending some of that cold air that's bottled up to the north farther to the south. And that'll kind of shut off the Pacific flow at least a little bit and allow at least some storms to kind of come in farther south, but also allow some colder air to drop down from the north. We'll watch that as we get a little bit closer, but uh, I just wanted to hop on this evening quickly 
and give you a little bit of an update on some things before we go forward. Uh, this may be my last update before Christmas, folks. And if it is, I just want to say I hope you and your family, your friends, have a very Merry Christmas. I hope this year is winding down for you and you can get some relaxation um, you know, through the holiday season and uh, have some good time and appreciation with your family. And uh, just wanted to let you know that I appreciate all of you. This wouldn't be possible without you and your listenership. Uh, I hope all of you have a great Merry Christmas, and I will be chatting with you soon. Take care, everybody.